Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Social Sit Down Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas. Last week was a week I wasn't able to do a podcast because Anchor was fixing some things with the application. So instead, I gave a quick video of what was going on or what I wanted to talk about for that week. This week, back with a regular episode. Hope you enjoy. Let me start off by saying if I sound a little bit louder than I usually do, it's because I have to record in a different spot in my room because they are doing some construction in the back of my apartment complex. So I had to come to a different spot where there wasn't so much noise. Anyway, into the show. First things first, I'd like to congratulate Miss Sarah Fuller. She's the first female place kicker in the history of NCAA football at the Power Five level to participate in a college football game. She did, uh, I think she only had one kickoff because unfortunately Vanderbilt wasn't able to score at all in their game versus Missouri. So she only had one appearance. It was a squib kick. She made her history and that's something to be commended. So Ms. Sarah Fuller, place kicker for the University of Vanderbilt. Congratulations. I wish I could give you more cool stories like that, but unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the college football season has been a bumpy one. Seems like every weekend, half of the football slate is canceled because of the disease. This weekend, also, two head coaches, Coach Nick Saban, contracted the disease for the second time, and Ohio State's coach, Coach Ryan Day, also contracted the disease, so... We had two, well, excuse me, one interim coach for Alabama, Ohio State, due to Big Ten rules, canceled their game. And I believe before I started this podcast, there was another cancellation in the Big Ten to happen for this upcoming weekend. So if there is a finish line, if there is a college football playoff, I know people love to put asterisks next to everything. This will probably be the most asterisk-worthy national champion that there is because there's not going to be enough games played between all of the the different conferences. They The schedules are all out of whack. Games are not being postponed and replayed. They're just being canceled. So some teams are playing 10 games, some teams are playing 9, and some teams are only playing like 5 games. So this is going to be a weird ending to the college football season. Speaking of weird and college football down here in New Orleans, this was especially weird because for the Thanksgiving weekend, we had no Bayou Classic and no Battle of the Bands. The the, the annual game between Grambling and Southern could not take place this year due to COVID restrictions. The SWAC shut down and won't be back until the spring. So no Bayou Classic made things a little bit weird down here and also locally. We had Mr. Terrence Marshall, LSU's leading wide receiver, opt out for the year. And I know he's getting a lot of hate for it, but there's no need to play this year. Once once you put up the numbers that he put up, which is 48 catches for 10 touchdowns this year, halfway through the season, or a little bit over halfway through the season, you also put up the same numbers 
last year in the national championship year when you were like the third or fourth option. Your draft status is secure. You're going to be a first or second round draft pick. No need to either get injured or contract this disease and mess up your health. Go on and sit out. I know it's bad timing because we play in Alabama, but if you're sitting on a winning, winning lottery ticket, I would not mess that up at all. So I do not blame him. I do not fault him. Congratulations to you moving forward. Just like the NCAA, the NFL also had its first ever, as far as female coaches or female participation goes, with Coach, I hope I'm saying his name right, Kelly, Kaylee or Kelly Brownson. She became the first position coach in NFL history to take the field, uh, tight ends coach for the Cleveland Browns. So, again, the progression moving forward for both the collegiate and a professional game is to be applauded and to be commended. Again, I wish there were more great news that I could give, but COVID knocked out uh, the Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Push it to Tuesday night. They have reported like two more cases. They're up to seven starters that's going to be missing the game. I'm not 100% sure that the game is going to be played on Tuesday. But the Denver Broncos had four quarterbacks contract COVID for Sunday's game versus the Saints, and the NFL made them play with a backup wide receiver under center. So I'm assuming if there's there's 53 men to put out there, the Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play on Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. For the better late than never category, the Detroit Lions. I don't know what the hell took you so long, but congratulations. You finally figured out that Matt Patricia is trash, and you finally fired him. Matt Patricia is so trash that COVID, I believe, would have given any and everybody uh, a card to stay in their jobs for the rest of the year. All you had to do was just hold water. Matt Patricia couldn't do that, so him and the GM – Got the deuces. They're out of there. I believe Stafford is going to be the next domino to fall in the offseason. But congratulations to the citizens of Detroit, Michigan. You have killed the Wicked Witch, and you have opened up the door to get Eric Bieniemy as your next head coach, which will not happen. So good luck with whatever's coming down in the future. I don't care. You're not my team. But At least you did something smart and got rid of your head coach and the GM. Speaking of firings, the Jaguars, they suck as well. They have talent, but they suck. So if you have talent and you suck on the field, who should be the person you fire? Of course, it's the GM that brings in the talent, not the coach that's mismanaging the talent that you put on the field. Intelligent. So Jaguars. By the time your season is over with, you'll be missing the head coach as well. Congratulations. You could be in the Eric Bieniemy sweepstakes. I doubt it happens. Eric Bieniemy is either going to wind up in Atlanta or Houston. Jaguars are going to get somebody who's terrible. Detroit Lions are going to get somebody that's terrible. And your franchise will continue to be at the bottom of the barrel like they always have been. Oh, scratch that. Jaguars, y'all actually started off on fire when you first came into the league. All of a sudden, I don't know. Y'all just decided that y'all just want to be bottom of the barrel. 
and that's 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 disgusting. That's disgusting, man. Y'all were just a playoff team, I want to say, three years ago. I hope you get it right. I, Thanks to recent events, I'm not a fan of Florida as a state, a record label, a crew. Hopefully I'll get somebody, though, because I, I hate seeing terrible football. And y'all have too much talent to be playing as terrible as y'all do. You know, the old folks have a saying... You can't turn a sow's ear into a silk purse. They've also said, don't throw your pearls before a swine. You can't turn chicken salad into chicken bleep. Whatever colloquialism you want to use. I'm using it in reference to the quarterbacks and the overpaid quarterbacks that I've seen over the past few weeks in the NFL. It, it hurts my eyes to see these players. I'm talking about guys like Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Um, crap, I'm having a brain fart right now. The Both of the quarterbacks in Chicago, I, I don't even need to mention them by name. You could pick one. Overpaid, and they don't need to be in their positions. Jared Goff has a head coach that designs plays for him to where specific wide receivers could be open on every single play. He doesn't have to do that much thinking. Pretty much like the college offense he ran, at the University of California, and he still can't get that right yet. He's earned himself a hundred plus million dollar contract. Carson Wentz, I mean, that's a catch twenty two, man. The coaching staff doesn't help you out at that much. There are some injuries, but even with all of that, some of the decision making that Carson Wentz has doesn't help him out at all, at all. I see why he leads the league in turnovers as far as interceptions and fumbles because he's always trying to either make something that's make something happen that's not there or doesn't he doesn't take sacks he doesn't throw the football away and he he barely has pocket awareness this is he's a very confusing guy to watch and I I can't stand watching him as far as Chicago your offensive line is trash Y'all skill positions are mediocre at best. I don't know what the hell the GM is thinking about when he put this team together. I think it personally, the hell with Chicago. This is the curse of Deshaun Watson and the curse of partial curse of Patrick Mahomes. Y'all had a chance to get Deshaun Watson, but because of the city makeup, mindset and everything else. Y'all decided to trade up with San Francisco to go get Mitchell Trubisky after one season at the University of North Carolina of doing average work. And now you're stuck with two quarterbacks that suck and you don't know what to do. Behind a trash offensive lineman and like two or three skill position players with a Super Bowl defense. I do not feel sorry for you at all. The other quarterbacks that people might uh, talk about or mention in here would be Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady. Phillip Rivers is trash now, but he wasn't trash all his life. He's a second or third ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, in my personal opinion. He's just lost his arm strength. He, he, he looks like he's laboring out there trying to throw the ball more than 10 yards. It's, it's over for him. Indianapolis could be one of the teams that's trading for Sam Bradford. No, Sam Darnold. Sam Bradford is somebody totally different. But I'm leaving that in. Not taking that out. 
Welcome to Follies of Making a Podcast. Anywho, they should trade for Sam Darnold for the Jets. I wouldn't give up anything higher than a second-round draft pick, though, because the Jets don't want him anymore. They're looking for somebody else. And the other quarterback that people probably want me to say is complete and utter trash, but I do not believe so, is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is playing for one of the most arrogant head coaches in the NFL, and that's the reason why he's struggling. Mr. No Risk It, No Biscuit, that's cool. If you have a quarterback that fits that system and can just gunsling it all over the field, 15-plus yards, four out of five plays, you do not have that. Not in Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a short to intermediate passing quarterback, and you are not using him and utilizing him in that way. I understand there was no offseason. I understand there was no OTAs. I understand there was no preseason. However, Tom Brady has over 20 years of film to watch. You can see how he started, how he elevated, and what his decline looks like. You should make the adjustments to Tom Brady. Tom Brady should not be making adjustments to you because between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, there's, I believe, seven to eight Super Bowl rings. And Tom is the one with the six. So who needs to change for who? Fix your offense next year because it's not going to happen this year. COVID has destroyed that. You are who you are. The Saints will probably take the division. The Saints will probably take the NFC if they get their starting quarterback back. This year for Tampa Bay is a wash. It's not going to happen. And it's because of the arrogance of the head coach. Lastly, speaking about them damn Saints, the battle of the single-wing quarterbacks yesterday was embarrassing. I watched maybe five minutes of that game between New Orleans and Denver. I couldn't watch that crap anymore. First of all, shame on, I don't know if it was the NFL or John Elway that was pressuring this game to go on on Sunday. Dog, four starting quarterbacks are out. Just go ahead and cancel the game. Reschedule the game. There's no Thursday night game anymore, thanks to what Baltimore and Pittsburgh did. So why not have Saints-Denver? Or just reschedule it to another week, man. 31-3. Congratulations. Saints win. I'm sick and tired of seeing Taysom Hill. I don't understand why Jameis did not get, like, at least five snaps that game. At least. Taysom Hill is a running threat. He's a good option quarterback. If this was LSU instead of the New Orleans Saints, I'd be happy with Taysom Hill. doesn't matter. This is professional football. Taysom Hill cannot be a professional football player at the quarterback position. Bring in Jameis Winston. You need somebody that can actually be a threat as far as the forward pass from under center. And Taysom Hill isn't it. All these, let me find something politically correct to say. All of these wonderful human beings that's claiming and saying, well, at least we winning. Shut Woosah, woosah. Yes, the Saints are winning. The Saints are undefeated with Taysom Hill under center. The Saints 
cannot continue playing like this without the threat of a forward pass with all the weapons that they have. They will find a team. They will stumble. They will lose. If the starting quarterback for the Saints is unable to come back even when the playoffs start, if you do not get Jameis Winston snaps with the ones in a real game, you will embarrass yourself for the 2020 playoff season. That's as calm as I can get. I've been rooting for this team for 30-some-odd years. This is as calm as I can get. Try not to scream, try not to curse. This is going to be the quickest NBA commentary you've ever heard in your life. The NBA is coming back in three weeks. The COVID numbers that we have going on right now are way higher than it was back in March when they originally shut down the season. And that includes the NCAA tournament as well. I I don't see this happening. I don't think the NBA is going to get a smooth start. I believe 72 games is out of the question. 60 games might be out of the question as well. I do believe the season will end. I do believe we'll be able to crown another champion in 2021. But 72 games, traveling all over the United States, not in Canada, because Toronto is playing in Tampa this year. I just don't see it happening. I wish everybody good health, but I don't see 72 games happening. 50, 55, and an NBA champion. If I were a basketball fan like some of you are out there, I'd have to be content with that. My party message has to deal with Nate Robinson and the fight that he just had over the weekend with Logan Paul. Uh, I've seen the memes. I didn't get to see the fight, but I see everybody having a good time with uh, Nate being knocked out by Logan over the weekend. Some of that stuff is kind of funny. I have laughed at it. But there's um, a bigger takeaway about Nate Robinson just having the courage just to get in the ring. I don't know what the deal was between him and Logan Paul. I don't, I don't like live in that, that section of the internet with gossip and beefing and all that other foolishness. But the fact that this NBA player, college football player decided to step into the ring with very little experience, knowing that he could fail and knowing that if he did fail, the way things are, as far as the internet, as far as social media, he could be clowned for years and years and years. And he didn't let the fear of any of that stop him from getting in that ring, trying to box Logan Paul, getting knocked out, and still being a regular society. I don't think he's going into any hiding. I don't think he's sitting somewhere crying and moping. 
I don't think he's like threatening people for making fun of him. None of that. None of that. He shook off his fear, got in the ring, made an attempt at something that he was pretty much a novice at. He got knocked out this time, but he might be able to get a little bit of training, get better at it, come back if that's something he really, really wants to do. Nate Robinson is a hell of an athlete, not just a basketball player. I know he he was a, a great cornerback at the University of Washington. He might have run track and field as well in high school. Football players are supposed to run track, so I believe if Nate actually put real time into it, he could have been a hell of a boxer. I don't think he had good training for this particular match. That's neither here nor there. The main takeaway is shaking off your fear, doing something that you're not comfortable doing, regardless of who might say what about it. Now, that's something he just wanted to do for this little bout with Logan Paul. For the rest of us, we have fears about stuff we want to do as careers, as life-changing goals, things of that nature. And the fear from other people are stopping us from doing it. I'm on episode 19, and I still get voice cracking, nervous, have to do like six or seven different takes, maybe more. Sometimes I just go straight through it so you can see me trip up. It's just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm great right now, but just to say, <sighs> pushing through it, because I'm not great at this, I'm not good at this yet, but I'm not stopping. Can't wait to do episode number 20 next week. I can't wait to get to episode 100 two years from now. I can't wait to see if I turn this thing into a YouTube thing. And if people know me very well, well, should I say the people who do know me very well, know that I hate, not only do I hate talking in front of people, I hate being seen by people. Please don't take my picture. My sister annoys the hell out of me with that, but she gets a free pass because I love her. But nah, but I'm going to have to shake that fear because something might be able to come out of that. Something might be able to come out of this 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 podcast and thing if I get better at it. Somebody out there listening to me has something that they really, really, really want to do. But they're just a little bit afraid of what? It could be anything. It could be what your people have to say. It could be what your friends have to say. It could be what people you don't even know have to say. And some of that stuff might not even come true. Some of that stuff, you're just going to have to take it because people will, they're going to clown you. I'm pretty sure people talk about me and the way my voice shakes and podcasts ain't all that great. Uh, I say um too much for a speaker. Take that and grow from it. Take that and grow from it. Because on the other side of fear, you might, 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 might find something great about yourself. And that's what I'm hoping to do with this. And I'm hoping the same for you, whoever's out there again listening to what I have to say.
As always, I thank you and I appreciate you for coming by to listen to any and everything that I have to say. It, it's humbling. I'm almost at 100, um, not views, but 100 listens or whatever that's called. That's it's truly astounding to me. Um, you can find this on both Spotify and Apple. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. I think that helps the algorithm. I'm not hip about that. I have to ask people that are more to know about that than I am. But again, you are appreciated. I really, truly thank you, and I am grateful for you, and I hope you have a good day.